Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This episode is sponsored by the Good Comics New Releases 2021 Kickstarter. Um, Some of you may or may not know that um, I run a small indie comics publisher along with my friends Samuel Williams and Rosie Hathaway. And we are running a Kickstarter for our five new books that we're going to be releasing in January. Um, We've got a fair way to go to reach our funding goal, even though it's going well so far. And it's a really amazing and diverse lineup of comic books that covers all kinds of genres. It comes from all sorts of places. And I'm really, really proud of the books. So um, please check out our Kickstarter and consider backing it and supporting your local indie comic scene. Now, on with the podcast. Oh, and the, uh, the link to that is in the show notes, obviously. Hello. I can't tell if there's something wrong with me or if you're doing a one minute silence at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) I wondered how long it was going to be before you'd crack. Yes, I was doing a one minute silence. I don't think a minute actually passed, but no. How often do you hear a one minute silence these days? Yeah, no. Never. People people just talking, making noise all the time. They do. They do. Um, how are you today? Good, good. I um, I'm drinking a cup of tea quite close to bedtime for this. So that is that is yeah, dangerous might, might territory. Which would give me more time to listen to listen to new metal. It, uh, yeah, it is. Um, it is the perfect time to to listen to a bit of new metal. I had a good, um, quite a new metal day actually. I was listening to one minute silence, obviously. And then, well, from there, I was listening to Rage Against the Machine, which obviously isn't new metal, but you know, we can talk about that. And then my um, my baseball team got knocked out of the playoffs last night, so I was very angry, and I listened to break stuff. It was good. Was, was, was that for. the blue the Blue Jays? The, the the Blue Jays. Yeah, that's right. They got knocked out by the Blue Rays. Oh, fucking the worst blue club. <laughs> I hate those guys now. They're, <laughs> they're bad. All Rays are bad. Yeah. Yeah, manta rays, creepy ass weird things. X rays, no dead fish. Yep, X rays. Also that. Yep, gamma rays. Yep, Billy rays. <laughs> Ray Charles. <laughs> Ray Charles. Yeah. Is there any? Is there anyone in a new metal band called Ray? Because if there is, I don't like him. The drummer in Corn was called Ray, wasn't he? I think he was called David. <laughs> Someone in Corn's called Ray. What about Sugar it. Ray? They 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 were new metal yep. adjacent, weren't they? Not allowed. Sugar Ray. Um, Actually, honestly, I don't remember ever really engaging with their work. I just know the name. It was always they, on festival posters. Yeah, they 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 became more poppy, didn't they, over time? But yeah. they started out being new metal. That's not um, what we want. Traitors to new metal. Ergo, another terrible Ray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That just proves to you that all Rays are bad. <laughs> Coming, coming to you fresh here. All rays are bad. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we were listening to a band. They were a new metal band. Unsurprisingly, given that this is a new metal podcast, it's what we do. Yeah, and uh, they are called One Minute Silence. Help, 
hence the silence at the beginning of the episode. And this was a band that you didn't listen to or didn't really listen to back in the day? No, I didn't. I was I knew the name and I was aware of them being part of the thing, but I couldn't have even named you a single song. The one that I remembered when I went to eventually listen to them was Holy Man. I guess that was kind of the the biggest single, I guess, or at least the one that I was aware of. So no, I I had very little memory of them at all. I never had their any of their albums or saw them live. Uh, and I think well, what's telling about it is that what we always talk about on the show, or I always talk about at least, is whether the videos were on Kerrang! or MTV2, and I don't remember ever seeing them on Kerrang! or MTV2. No, Did the you? only ones the only ones that made it onto Kerrang! Um, and I highly doubt they ever made it onto MTV2. Maybe they were on Scuzz. Do you remember Scuzz? Oh, yeah. The yeah. other one. <laughs> The Scuzz was like, that's what I would go to if I was bored of Kerrang! or MTV2. The Scuzz did have some stuff that was actually a bit more out there back in the day. Exactly, yeah. Um, so so the only songs that I remember being on them, and, and um, I'm not sure if it's... I think I first heard them on a mix CD with a magazine. Um, but again, they weren't on Kerrang! the album. So No, they weren't. They weren't. But, um, but the only ones that were on any of those um, channels were singles off their last... Um, their last album um so i think revolution and i wear my skin both got a little bit of of um chart play um, yeah in terms in terms of sort of like being on mainstream kerrang that kind of thing um and i think i think yeah that it's, it's disappointing because i think really that was the end of the band by the time the album came out um and that's when they started getting being seen a bit more by mainstream although i think their second album was the most successful uh in the charts the one um, with the woman on the cover that's reminiscent of jonathan davis's microphone <laughs> yeah it's she's made of money and she's got her got her boobs out and is looking angry um it's one of the worst and she's holding an apple <laughs> One of the worst ergo best album artworks of the new metal era. I think yeah. it's fair to say. All of their um, artwork is like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just heavy handed imagery everywhere. Yeah. Um especially the typography is very word art, isn't it? Yeah. Um but I kind of love that because this was the era for that. And at least they're trying to say something, unlike most album arts of the time. Um because they were a they were one of those bands with political lyrics in which was very rare in the new metal scene most new metal bands were my girlfriend hates me or my parents hate me or i'm really angry for no reason whereas here there was a very specific anger behind their music Um, yeah it wasn't generic generic nihilistic i'm an angry boy music exactly they actually said stuff about people and political stuff even though i was reading a thing about them where they claimed that they weren't a political band but that the lyrics were political and you're like well doesn't that make you a political band it's like why not just say you're a political band and say that that doesn't mean that it's limiting in any way but maybe people think that it is i don't know maybe people think that means you have to be rage against the machine yeah and i guess a a four-piece rock metal band with rapping where they are left-wing and anti-capitalist you probably want to distance yourself from comparisons to rage against the machine as much as possible because in many Um, ways they could have been the uk's answer to rage against the machine yeah yeah they they could have been um although musically i think they're quite interesting um but that i think is why they they took 
a more interesting turn than Rage Against the Machine. I mean, I think Rage Against the Machine's music is incredible, even rap and lyrics aside. Like, Tom Morello is the reason that I picked up a guitar. But what One Minute Silence do is actually extremely intricate and really interesting, and I think actually maybe a bit too out there for, for the mainstream, and that I think is probably why they weren't as big as a lot of their contemporaries at the time, even though I think they definitely deserved to be. Yeah, I can really agree with that. And I think they have a really unique sound, but it's a sound that really... Um, each album is different, and you can see this progression between them to where their where their end state is. Um, but um, but yeah, they're they're very interesting. And I think the first album, it's almost got a faith no more feel to it musically. Um, yeah, it's got a very funk heavy influence, particularly. There is in one the that, bass start, that sounds just like a faith no more song. You know, where it starts with the bass going, what's that faith no more song called that starts like that? Oh, um, is it falling to pieces? Maybe, yeah. I think it might yeah. be falling to pieces. I um, love Faith yeah. No More as well. We talk about them sometimes. Uh, I I adore Faith No More. Um, they are one of my favorite bands, and I think that might be one of the reasons why I really love this first album um, of um, of of One Minute Silence. Uh, I think it it's mainly a- just because you love to see a baby in a jar. I do love babies in jars. Um, put a baby in a jar and I'm all over it. That is the artwork for this album, by the way, before people think I'm more strange than I am. Um, but, um, but it is a, it's a super goofy funk metal rap album. Um, but it's incredibly catchy. And I, I haven't listened to that album in a very long time. Every so often I put on their last album. Um, because I think that's a really interesting, uh, album as a whole but i i don't really listen to the first two that much before we started this podcast um and it's really good like i was surprised at i mean it is incredibly goofy i think we've got to rank these guys high in the goof factor when we get yeah, to, sure. to that that um the, the the ranking stage um but it there are some incredible riffs um and i think musically i think these guys are maybe a, a level above a lot of the other new metal bands and like we haven't really talked about the real dregs of new metal yet the really untalented dirge um we've <laughs> we've chosen quite a lot of interesting bands to listen to so far um but it is this really unique sound isn't it um so you've got <laughs> brian yap barry brian singer <laughs> um ticking off the boxes for having a stupid nickname um which is what we want from new metal bands if you're in a new metal band and you don't have a nickname then you're failing hi i'm yap i'm yap Um, or at least you need to have a real name that sounds like a nickname like fred durst (laughs) exactly fred durst i durst call myself fred frederick durstington is his full name (laughs) sorry um but 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 yap um He's, he, he he nicknames himself that because it's to do with the energy and, and his vocal style. And it is a really unique vocal style because he's got this rapping quality. Um, but also, it doesn't sound like any other rapping. It's yapping, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it is. Um, that's, that's totally fair. I can't argue with that. And I think that's both the best thing about the band and the thing that potentially maybe put people off is because... I wouldn't say that it's easy to understand what he's saying a lot of the time compared to a lot of the kind of quite slick and well-produced vocals of the time. I think his vocals are rough, as you say, they're high, and a lot of the time he's rapping at high speed and you're like, what the hell is he on about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then you read the lyrics afterwards and you're like, oh, okay, that's what he was saying. Um, because, and I really because, like that, but yeah, I think there's a quality that is hard, perhaps a, a harder sell than give me stuff to break. 
yeah when you when you compare it to low voiced grumpy um puddle of mud-esque nonsense oh, and then God. you listen to this it, it's very we'll very unique dregs. we could talk about puddle of well mud. yeah we're gonna get on to to that era of bullshit um <laughs> at some point whereas these guys you know yap's vocals are unique and it changes over time it, it morphs over time so you've got this very um rap heavy first element in the first album then it goes more into singing with bits of rap in the second and then almost like um ethereal in places on the final album quite sparse alongside the fast-paced elements of it he's really experimenting um but each style you can tell that it's him and i haven't heard anybody else in music that sounds like him no um which is like you said it's this really unique quality and i love it but i can understand why maybe some people found that a bit jarring but it's more than just the front man with one minute silence. So Massimo Fioco is the guitarist and he puts in a hell of a lot of work over these three albums that they released. Yeah. Um, some really intricate guitar work, but also some really simple stuff that sounds very impressive as well. Um, it's amazing when you think it's only one guitar. I mean, listening to the records, I thought it was two and then looked it up and I was like, oh no, it's only one guy. And then you see live videos and you're like, wow, he's actually recreating it almost live yeah well yeah that's the thing is you think oh yeah well that's easy to do if they're just overlaying it but then you watch live footage and you're like no he was just doing the 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 high low at the same time it's like really impressive and then um glenn diani's bass work i really love i think he's one of the most underrated bassists in new metal yeah um really talented stuff out there um and um and also um eddie stratton was their drummer um he didn't rejoin them for their reunion a little bit further down the line but i think he was the drummer for all three of the albums that they released and he's very good as well i think you know we you don't always think of good drummers in new metal bands but they are a really tight rhythm section a really interesting guitarist and a really unique vocalist and i think all of that together creates this powder keg of very interesting very powerful and very energetic music there's too much talent in this band for new metal and i think that's ultimately (laughs) perhaps why they they broke up it's true yeah went on to be like a slam poet and the rest them it sounds like they're all doing really interesting stuff yeah that's the thing is these guys are so talented and it's like what are you doing playing new metal and i mean obviously it's for me at least and i i've obviously i've got the nostalgia factor so i'm going to say that these guys are one of the best new metal bands and potentially the most underrated new metal band um but from the sounds of it you enjoyed your time with them as well i really did yeah and i think i enjoyed the first album the most actually I think there's a there's a rawness to it that I wasn't expecting and a really in-your-face quality that's good. And as you say, the lyrics are politically charged, but you can also tell that he's Irish, and I really like that. It really comes across in there, like especially the references to like Long Way to Tipperary and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, It makes I me think... laugh, but it's actually a really nice way to, to weave in his Irish heritage whilst also saying, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you've ever wanted to listen to a funk metal version of Long Way to Tipperary, this is where you can find it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, so there is this really raw quality to that first album, isn't there? And it is incredibly goofy. Um, it is a very silly, over-the-top, outrageous album. And I really love it. I really enjoyed re- revisiting this first album. Um, he swears constantly, and that is a big factor in new metal. New metal is all about the swearing, unless you're Linkin Park. Linkin Park could get away with not swearing, but otherwise, yeah. you've got it. You've got to swear at least every third word, and these guys have got it. Got it down. Um, but but yeah, there is still that musical quality. So I think, therefore, I'm damned. Excellent song title, excellent riffage. That's got a really good riff to it. It's got that really great bass work as well, and a really great 
um you know it's not necessarily the catchiest of choruses but it's something that you'll shout along to um and and i think that first album it really hit the spot in a way that it maybe didn't even do when i was younger Um, no i think when you're when you're younger you don't appreciate the depth of these kind of lyrics really and you also you're angry in a different way aren't you because as you say this isn't the kind of anger that makes sense for a 13 or 14 year old which was most of the new metal audience a 13 year old kid can go yeah give me stuff to break i'm doing it all for the nookie and keep on rolling partner even perhaps a more sophisticated 14 year old might think of themselves as a freak on a leash but they might not. They might have to dig deeper to understand pig until proven cop. Well, speak for yourself. Um, I was all over the political charge of these lyrics. I really loved it. I've I, I've had a very interesting political change over the years. So when I was very young, your, your was... libertarian phase. I remember it well. <laughs> when I was very young, I was very, very, very left wing. Um, then as I got older, I became a little bit more mellow and more sort of like, you know, socially, socially liberal, fiscally left wing. Yeah. Um, but you were 20 thinking, years old. But I, I was basically Keir Starmer for a while. <laughs> um, and then as I've got and then, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then as I've got older, I've got increasingly more left wing again. And so, yeah. Um, so at the time that I was listening to these guys, I think this is a really good um era for me in terms of this the message of these albums really matched what i was feeling about the state of the world um and um and yeah i suppose maybe that's why i'm enjoying them so much again now because i'm possibly more angry than i was back then about how many fucking evil bastards there are in control yeah of the, me too control of the world no I, th- I think i would have done the same i think I, well, at the time rage against the machine were my favorite band and i was obsessed with all of the lyrics and i went on to read you know about anarchism and other stuff because of them and i i I like poured over lyric sheets and used to yeah used to just sit there reading the sleeve notes of the cds and i was genuinely really into all of it and believed everything they said about overthrowing the government and shit but one thing that rage against machine don't have that one minute silence have is fucking amazing puns um I think therefore I'm damned, stuck between a rock and a white face, a waste of things to come. Yeah. By now saved later, and then one lie fits all. Oh, um No fucking malady. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds like an only a British band would do that. <laughs> exactly. That sounds like something you'd exactly. shout down the pub. Um and they love using the word pig. Um often re- referring to the police, as you do if you're a left wing political band um but um but yeah and and pig appears several times in their song names as well um pig, pig very appropriate proven for these times of course yes um but and i the think the cream of the crop arise to the top and never eat a pig because a pig is a cop <laughs> exactly um but i think the the real hero of that first album is brain spiller yeah and you specifically <laughs> I, called I out texted brain you spiller. about that that's yeah. when you know it's good um the first album more than any of the others it has these samples and things like that and this has got like a fake um news report going on and channel uh, x is proud yeah. to present and yeah all of these fake sort of television messages and things like that clearly it, it's playing off the kind of natural born killers thing about the celebrity notion of serial killers and things like that and it's a really great it's a really great song for the 90s. I think it's one of the most 90s sounding songs that they did on that first album. But, oh, God damn it, it's a jam. 
um uh, i really loved revisiting brain spiller and <laughs> what a great song title by the way brain spiller. yeah all over that as well it's super funny. good and they shout it a lot in the film as well it's like when that's that's the title but that's also the last word of the chorus it's like yeah you know you're doing yeah. this right yeah exactly exactly um but then things change so that first album it's got that fave no more feel it's got that really abrasive feel it's got that that rap and that funk and that metal intertwined but then that sort of funk element drops off a little bit for buy now save later their second album yeah Um, and it feels a bit more serious it feels a bit more polished as well which is something i don't necessarily like i was gonna Um, say i think that's why i enjoyed the first album the most because it had that rawness to it I, i do think buy now save later is really good but it's it's that bit slicker isn't it there's nice guitar tone in there they could afford some better gear in the studio yeah exactly it sounds a lot cleaner um and there's there's more experiment experimentation in terms of their sound as well so there's more melody in places but it's also a bit darker here and there so holy man is a really fucking dark song it sounds incredibly dark yeah um and And i I really single it was yeah that was the lead single i think um and it's this super dark song it sounds nothing like what came on the album before it and you can tell that they're they're pushing the boat out in terms of what they can do and i really appreciate that as much as i feel maybe they lost a little bit by being a bit more polished on that second album um but they introduced things like quiet loud dynamics which is something that i really love in 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 rock music i love it when things yeah they've got that quiet moment and then loud and then quiet and then loud and then etc quiet I really quiet love bang that. it works in metal music and horror films exactly my two favorite things um but then there also are some very very heavy moments so songs like 1845 um 16 stone pig 210 dog years um uh, yeah um they're all really heavy they've got that chaotic feel to them but it's a different kind of chaos to that first album um whereas you can kind of dance to the first album in fact you can dance to almost all of it um this second album is a lot deeper and more brooding um and that's kind of where they went from there but I, i i do really appreciate that second album um i think it lays the framework for the final album it's got some really quality riffs in it it's got some really great choruses in it and although maybe it loses a little bit a little bit of that lightning in a bottle of the first album you know maybe they wouldn't be able to recreate what that first album was anyway and i think by moving on i think that showed the quality of their musicianship and the the craft of their songwriting a little bit more yeah a band should always evolve right you shouldn't just make the same stuff over and over and it seems like they were moving with the times as well not to say they were copying anyone but there are like riffs on this album that sound and the guitar sound is closer to a band like Slipknot who are very very different but they were touring with Slipknot in the US at the time yeah yeah so it's which makes sense yeah it's got it's 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 got that same kind of tone it's it's a bit less thrash heavy but it's got that same kind of element of um not quite knowing where the where the notes are going to go next which Slipknot has if you know what I mean yeah and there's I can't remember which song it is but there's there's a guitar that's going which reminded me of disaster piece quite a lot yeah yeah um it's like very so, good use of guitar effects that were popular at the time yeah and i think they were they really experimented a lot with that so whereas the first album had a lot of samples the second album they're experimenting a lot more with tone and, and and effects and things like that and i think it i think it works overall um yeah, for sure. there, there's a few tracks here and there which i'm not entirely sure on um but overall i think um 
you know songs like food for the brain has a killer riff in it it's super catchy um and that's one of the ones that sounds kind of closest to the first album but still with that darker tone to it um where they really managed to gel the two together um or or songs like words which is almost like this this crooning uh finale to the album it's really interesting um kind of the different risks that they took and i think you know i really appreciate that because new metal has more experimentation than people give it credit for but even so it's hard to put together a slow song you know this is still only just after linkin park appeared on the scene um and by that point people weren't really doing slow tracks that much and even that first linkin park album doesn't really have a slow one no um it's in not the got... end i guess is the closest yeah ex- exactly um so yeah they, they're taking risks and it's it's a it's a good album i think I, I i still think i still rank it highly um as a new metal album yeah um, me too um but then they move on to their final album unfortunately their final album um one life it's 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 still not clear from reading about it like what really happened is it it just seemed that like they sort of petered out around the same time even though they made this great album yeah it's it's um it's really disappointing because i guess um fewer puns obviously which is a shame (laughs) yes yeah um so so they broke up only a few months after the release of one life it's all um and i don't know whether it's to do with um you know wanting to do other projects or or what or whether it's just you know it's it's kind of worn them down over the years um but um but i i do think it's a real shame because i think there's something really interesting about this final album and and as someone who i i i listened to their their final album first that was the first album of theirs that i listened to and i really got into it and i was like oh i can't wait to see what these guys do next and then like a few months down the line oh yeah they split up it's like fuck so obviously i went back and <laughs> yeah. listened to all of their older stuff as well but it was kind of like this finite thing it's like you know when you it was effectively just finding a band that had already split up by the time i listened to them so i never had a chance to see them live um and i missed their um their their reunion tour which I, i'm still sad about so i'm hoping that they do that again sometime yeah um but um but yeah it, it's a really interesting final album though um and it's by far the most experimental of of what they did. And you you did have a chance to listen to to, to the final album. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I liked it. Again, I I thought it was it was mature and it was still it was still heavy and it was a bit slicker and it was it was well put together. And again, you felt like they were sort of they'd almost outgrown the useful energy of the first album at that point, and they were ready to say, "Hey, we're adults. This is real music." Yeah, and it's a lot slower um a lot slower than the first album and even than the second album um there's songs like um the way back um and you so much as move um and the hill is a whole which is a ballad it's weird seeing a ballad yeah. on what's what's basically a new metal album um but um but yeah it, they've slowed it down which i think is really interesting um and it's 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 kind of the kind of experimentation that at times the 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 musical tone the the vibe behind it and the the amount of work that the bass and guitar are doing um it's almost like tool but without the bullshit yeah like if you replace (laughs) tools nonsense time signatures meandering lyrics about fucking spiral 
aliens or whatever the fuck they're talking about this time and you you replace that with hey you know you know what you should be thinking about instead of fucking drugs uh how yeah you should be thinking about the poor man and how he's been sent off to die by rich people and you know what you should do you should have a fucking revolution guys um and yeah so here here's our hot take one life it's all is the best tool album (laughs) (laughs) so that's what we're going with Um, because because yeah it is experiment it is experimental and there is and the the odd use of um different time signatures here and there but done in such a subtle way that they don't sort of go hey look we're using different time signatures aren't we cool yeah don't we don't we don't we look really awesome doing our different time signatures they just seamlessly blend it into their sound um in a really interesting and unique way yeah and because he's a really good guitarist but he knows when to keep it simple it all fits together as you say on the first album there's some really intricate stuff but it never feels sort of wanky or proggy does it it just feels like i'm in the the new metal groove they always have a really good groove and he knows how to play with the groove of the rest of the band which actually a lot of the time when guitar work becomes masturbatory is when they're not really playing in the groove of the rest of the band exactly they're just doing their own thing and then the rest of the band has to fit around them whereas here it still feels incredibly cohesive and i really respect that it's not um, to say but, i don't love rush well no exactly you, you still got love from i still love some tool you know i everything up to a thousand days i think it's called i'm a big fan of and then after that i just get incredibly bored of them because it's all way too long you know i've never um, really listened to tool much um Schism used to come on on Kerrang! and I'd watch like the first twenty seconds of it and then turn over. <laughs> he had no time for it. Was it was it that the music video scared you or that the music was bullshit? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'd skip um, over to Scuzz looking for some CKY or whatever. Oh yeah, man, CKY. Now I I really like Tool, and every so often I'll listen to their their earlier albums. Everything up to La- uh, Lateralis, I'm a big fan of. Um, but yeah, I, I have very little time for their nonsense in general. And Maynard's um, a bit of a mumbler, isn't he? He is, he is. Um, but, um, but, but One Life It's All, it's got those longer, more experimental songs, but it's also got some tiny bops. So it's got songs like Revolution, which is an absolute jam. Um, it's a little it's bop. Got, it's a little bop. It's got I Wear My Skin. It's got We Bounce, uh, which is a bop, a, a bouncy bop. Um, and a song called Into Our Own, which wasn't one of the singles. I think it was released as a sort of pre-EP before the album came out, along with a couple of, of B-sides. And I think that's a song that really, um, if, if you're going to listen to one one-minute silent song and you want to get an idea about what they're about, that's probably the one to do because it's kind of condenses all of the elements of the band into one place because it's got a little bit of rapping it's got the quite loud dynamics that were so prevalent on their second and third albums and it's got a belter of a chorus and some really killer riffs um so that's kind of like if you want a little sample of what they're about that's probably a good place to start um but yeah it's it's a really interesting album it's a really cool album and just just as an example it ends on a song called representing the poor man and how many other yeah. new metal bands were going to end their album with an eight minute long epic it's just awesome um just beginning really really sparsely with this really quiet sound it's just you know a little bit a little bit of guitar some very uh soft singing a little bit of um bass and, and and subtle drum work and it slowly builds into this really monster of a song 
um and yeah I, I will forever love that and you know i'm really sad that we haven't got another one minute silence album yeah but i'll be grateful that the last track they gave us was just this fucking beast this eight minute long but they've beast. had a single did they in 2013 yeah so they released a I song didn't called listen to that. um i listened to it at the time and i, I re-listened to it again now and it's good it's still um it's still got the energy um it's called fragmented armageddon and it is it is a, a rap rock song as you might imagine from the band <laughs> um uh so so they have uh so it's two songs on the ep there's fruit from the lie and pandemic schizophrenia um both excellent song <laughs> both appropriate excellent for song today's names. time yes um but but they're they are still active on social media well they're active on facebook um and um you know they they recently it's recently been 20 years since buy now save later came out and they released a limited edition um uh, like basketball jersey with the logo on it and stuff like that which is, actually looks really cool i was very tempted to buy one they seem like a um, basketball jersey kind of band don't they well yeah particularly that first album I, I i know that you've had a look at some of their um some of their live footage from that era and they're, yeah they're out there great. in the jerseys uh jumping about on stage um yeah so so hopefully at some point we'll get something new from them if they're still putting out merch and they're still you know, it seems as though they're all quite happy and and chatty. You know, come on, guys, you've got two people who want to see you. They've got a really strong following, and I, I and when they did reappear for this tour and and release this new single, um, lots of people were really excited about it, and they've still got this really strong following of people in the UK. So, um, I would love it if they got back together. Absolutely love it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. But yeah, so so it's a it's a. It's kind of a sad story, but at the same time, it seems as though they parted ways on their own terms and they left behind three stonking albums um, and and some excellent lyrics. So just as a little example, I, I think there's one, <laughs> there's one song that really sums up the mixture of um, quite powerful imagery and angry bullshit. Um, which uh, a song called price of the king's ticket on the final album um it it says um uh jesus i'm in love with nothing save yourselves you fucking clones (laughs) insignificant my nothing (laughs) save your breath you're nothing more climb your prison walls until you're high enough to know you're nothing new insignificant little shit i hate your fucking nothing (laughs) um it's just like yeah it's great it's great it's it's got that really powerful imagery in there but it's also got lots of swearing and anger um and and it's a really potent combination i think of 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 that lyrical quality um and i i remember listening to some of yap solo stuff as well um she released i think under the name pink punk um and it's it's interesting it's it's very it's yeah it's this kind of spoken word rap um experimental stuff um it's it's yeah it's interesting um but it's one of those things where i think they 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 worked best when they were all together where they could all play off each other's strengths um which often happens with these bands Um, yeah well it's it's really great when you get a bunch of people who obviously are really talented at the thing they do but they can work together because often yeah if if you get people who really as you say want everything to be masturbatory it's like let's have a drum solo and everything let's have a bass solo here and it's like "Mm, actually no 
Yeah, no, and 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 across those three albums, although they did experiment and they morphed their sound over time, it always felt as though there was respect for each and every member of the band to do what they wanted. Yeah. Um, and and that left them feeling really really powerful i think as a band in a powerful in a way that a lot of new metal bands aren't in that they all had the space to showcase their talents and use it to put forward a strong message of left-wing politics yeah which is great yeah we, we need we need more left-wing music definitely it seem- but without it being yeah as it, without them really necessarily shoving it down your throat they're shoving it in your face but not down your throat yeah is yeah none of this woke nonsense it's just they're just furious and you're willing to come along for the ride they're willing to let you come along for the ride Um, yeah which is which is great which is great and yeah so oh i love them and and i'm so glad that more than anything else with this podcast i'm so glad that we've done it because it's given me a chance to listen to these guys again and fall back in love with their music yeah um but however they might be a little bit too good to be ranked as the most new metal band true. of all time. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's I've, been a very, case... very enjoyable experience listening to them genuinely. So I don't know, what does that tell us about their new metal <laughs> credentials? <laughs> That's the thing, because just to remind our listeners, this is not about finding the best new metal band. This is about finding the most new metal band. Um, so let me just start beefing up the, the supercomputer now. Um, because I think it's time to put in our our, our, our rankings. Um, so as a reminder for our listeners, um, we do have a few credentials that we've got to run through. So um, so each band on Poddurst is ranked on riff quality. So how good are their riffs? Catchy chorus quality. How likely are you to be singing their choruses? Um, theatrics. Do they have silly music videos? Do they really bounce around on stage? Do they wear stupid things? Did they put giant toilets on stage with them? Um, Number of superfluous band members. How many men in masks did they have banging metal drums on stage with them? Yeah, with Um, a flaming baseball bat. Yeah. Is Uh, there a spiky gimp man? Is there a tortilla man? Is there a tortilla man? Um, Hair colour and style variety. You know, uh, have they got lots and lots of different frosted tips? Have they got someone with a big red spiky mohawk? Um, then we've got goof factor, which is a very important part of it. How goofy mm-hmm. are they? How silly are they? How over the top are they? And then the cringe barometer for 2020. So how awkward did we feel listening to them in the year of our Lord 2020? Yeah, um, very so, important. So as you can see, some of these are not necessarily what you're looking for in a band, but it's what we're looking for to establish the most new metal band. And I think for riff quality, I think we've got to go high. Um, so I think maybe putting them on a, at an eight would be quite respectable here. Yeah. Um, because there is some amazing riffs, particularly on that first album. There are some incredible riffs on there um, that I think are worth worth shouting out about. And if you're a fan of, of new metal riffs and you've not listened to One Minute Silence, go and have a listen because oh, there's some there's some corkers here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, but then for catchy chorus quality, I think maybe going one lower on a seven is fair because they're not the catchiest of songs, but you will find yourself like shouting along with them. Um, they're very good at coming up with a memorable refrain, and I think in a way that's a kind of catchy chorus in its own right. Would you agree? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Excellent. 
Um, and then for theatrics, they did a lot of good bouncing around on stage. And I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of their music videos. Um, Only but, um, one or two. But I watched Yap more was... live videos, actually, because I was just really interested to see how that stuff came across when it was being performed. And I thought it, they had amazing energy. Yes, yeah. Um, and in their, in their videos, Yap has a really good habit of moving his arms around like a weirdo. Um, like some kind of deranged bird which i really appreciate so i think for theatrics they're not up there with slipknot obviously where they've got 10 million people in boiler suits and masks um and you know maybe they're not up there with bands like disturbed or evanescence with all of their gothic pageantry but i think it may be again another respectable seven for the sheer energy that they put into it yeah he occasionally Um, wears a long garment yes he does like a long similar to david draymond's weird trench coat yes yeah um exactly so so yeah there is some there is some there is some good theatrics there but maybe yeah just not quite as as high on the charts as some of the other bands um but they do really fall down when it comes to superfluous band members because they're a four-piece and they go above and beyond what's expected of a four-piece so i'm really sorry guys yeah no turntablist and genuinely just in in the spirit of new metal they could have made good use of a turntablist i think they really could. They could have had a fella there with a keyboard and a turntable pressing a button once per set. Yeah, and some of the time <laughs> he makes the guitar sound like a, a scratching record, which is really cool, but they could have got a guy to do that. They could, and then other times the drummer is setting off a sample pad and things like that. They could have got a guy to do all of that. You know, yeah. if, you get, if you get a chance to go back in time, just for the sheer score on this podcast, if you're listening one minute silence... <laughs> go go back in time get yourself a turntable list and we'll put a few extra points on here but as it stands i think we've got to go down to a three here for superfluous band members because you know they're a four piece and they really make good use of their the quality of their musicianship yeah um but they do bounce back a bit in terms of hair color and style variety um because sometimes they have dreadlocks sometimes they have funny beards um it's not the best out there it's not you know corns multicolored dreadlocks um it's not linkin parks every color of hair under the rainbow um but it's still a respectable effort i think from hair color and star variety so i think a six here is is um is a respectable score for these yeah, guys we'll give them that yeah um and then when it comes to goof factor again the goof factor is quite high here um particularly on that first album that first album is super goofy um maybe a little bit less so in the second and third where they um where they become more serious they become a bit darker in their tone but there's still something very very goofy about them in general Um, the goof declines over time but it's it's still ever present yes yeah exactly this is a new metal band we're talking about after all um so so yeah so maybe um maybe an eight here I think is is fair because that first album is is wonderfully goofy in in the best way possible. The lyrics um, are mega goof. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um but then uh cringe barometer for 2020 this was nowhere near as cringy as yeah. I thought it was going to be. This, this is be held low. up. This has held up incredibly well um for me. Um so I think you know um maybe even less cringy than Papa Roach was. Yeah. Um so I think maybe a three again here um, where, uh, as I've said before, I always rank it on if someone's watching what I'm listening to on um, on Spotify, are they going to disown me for what I'm listening to? <laughs> 
and here i don't think that's the case whereas when i'm listening to evanescence or or disturbed (laughs) i was very concerned about who was watching what i was listening to um whereas here you know what if you don't like it i'm listening to one minute silence fuck you these guys are great yeah um so and that brings tell us. They'll you fuck you as well. If you they will. They will. Um, so that brings us to the end of of our of our um, different criteria. Um, so I am now going to start putting in um, the, um, the 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 different scores into our supercomputer because we need to work out once and for all how new metal are one minute silence. Um, so bear with me whilst it's it's, it's calculating. Other people on the left wing. Fuck. Other people on the right wing. <laughs> Fuck. That's that's the computer just spitting out some some new metal that was trapped in there. <laughs> okay, the, the printout <laughs> the printout is coming out now. Um and um interestingly enough, um we have um a um a very normal looking score oh. um so uh they are 60 percent new metal oh a exactly 60 percent yeah um which is which is the the second time in three episodes that we've had a flat score because um spine shank came up at a flat 70 percent yeah um so that's relatively low on the scale so they're 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 ranked as more new metal than papa roach which makes sense because papa roach went off in a different direction um more new metal than deftones um but apart from that the only other band they've beaten is evanescence um on the new metal scale so one of our lowest scorers which i think that comes down to the fact that they're talented musicians and they're not very cringy to listen to (laughs) now so one minute silence fans who are listening don't take this as a as a as as a slight on their music the fact that they've scored low here is because they're a good band yeah um if they were worse <laughs> a good or it's neither a good nor a bad thing is it no exactly if, if if they were a worse band then they would have scored better on our new metal ranking but as it stands they were not cringy enough they were not talentless enough to come up highest on our new metal ranking scale um so at the moment um corn are still number one is anyone going to beat corn that's the question that's the, that's the, the big challenge isn't it yeah and 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 yeah, who have you got next who's going to who's going to be the challenger to corn's crown here well let's see do you okay i'll, I'll give you i'll give you two options do you want some a band who's definitely going to beat corn in the superfluous band members part or do you want a band who's most definitely going to beat them in the cringe factor you can have one <laughs> or the other <laughs> Oh, that's a tough choice. I think. Mm, let's go with superfluous band members first. Cool. All right. In, in which case, it's mushroom head time. <laughs> oh, mushroom head. All right. <laughs> um, I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about Slipknot, haven't we? And there was like the kind of feud with them, even though Mushroom Head started first. They're another another band with lots of mask wearing chumps and i <laughs> couldn't name you a single one of their songs so i'm really excited all all i know is i i haven't listened to mushroom head in years but they are still going i've seen them they pop are. up every so often and i i massively respect them for still being going all of these years later um so um so yeah i'm really excited to to dive deep into the mushrooms get down into get down into that that 
dank in the forest and look at these mushrooms yeah and listen to what they've got to say to me put one on your head <laughs> exactly exactly like toad <laughs> that's where they got their name from I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that now i don't know what the real the real story is but i choose to believe that it's because they really fucking love mario i'm sure it's for some really really deep and intelligent reason <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks a lot for tuning in we really really appreciate it and thanks for coming on this journey with us we really hope you're enjoying it so far and you know it's it's i'm really enjoying actually the range of bands that we are discussing even though it's essentially um about one narrow genre of music i'm really enjoying how different it all is and revisiting some of this stuff and actually as i say listening to stuff that i actually didn't listen to back in the day so that side of it i'm i'm really enjoying yeah and so am i um it's been really great to revisit some of these bands and and visit them really for the first time properly um all of these years later i'm not sure whether i'll still be saying that after i've listened to mushroom head or not <laughs> i was gonna say uh, i apologize in advance <laughs> <laughs> but we've got to do it you know they're one of those standout bands of the genre and they may well surprise us or they might be able to be so new metal that they do take that top spot can they steal the crown from jonathan davis that is that's the, the thing can, can they steal the the pointy boobed microphone stand from jonathan davis that's, that's the new metal crown <laughs> that is that is <laughs> oh right. dear um there's a link in our show notes to where you can give us money if you like what we do um it's just one of one-off donations no no commitment or anything like that just if you think if you like what we do it's like it's like a tip jar give us a tip yeah uh, you know if you like what we do and you want to show some support feel free to drop it our way and you can find us on twitter at poddurst yeah come and tell us why we're wrong yeah yeah please do <laughs> love to hear why we're wrong yeah <laughs> all right and we'll be back next time to talk about mushroom head all righty bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.